Hey, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Jay North, the Northern Exposure Podcast. Coming back to you for another edition. Thank you so much for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time it is uh, you decide to participate and listen to the podcast, thank you so much. Uh, I want to get back in your ear, and I want to talk about the coronavirus a little bit more. Because the uh, last episode I gave you, we touched upon it briefly. And um, we were talking about from a medical standpoint and how dangerous it really is. And I was just going off some of the data uh, that they had at the time. So this thing is kind of like an everyday thing. It's always evolving. It's always changing. Um, this I got, I got a few things to say because I'm no health expert, okay? But uh, I understand that this, if we do what we're supposed to do, this is one of those diseases that doesn't spread too easily. As long as human beings are doing what they're supposed to do, um, which I don't suggest is going out and buying 26 hand soaps so the rest of the world can't get any. That's great that your hands are clean, but guess what? You could do it is live in your living room for the next six months, and I guess there's people that are prepared to do that, and if you can afford to, God bless you. Um, I don't know what your employer thinks about that, or maybe you don't have one, maybe you're retired, I'm not sure. If I was elderly and I was retired, sure, quarantine might be the option because the elderly, of course, is who it's most dangerous for or anybody who has a, uh, a vulnerable immune system. So if you had a cancer, an AIDS, something like that, you'd be a little more suspect. Um, but the one thing that this thing is doing that I don't really think is getting touched upon to the level it's going to need to be uh, is the economy and what this thing is actually doing to the economy. And everybody's talking about, you know, well, with China being on lockdown and quarantine, of course, that's going to slow things up. Yes, but not for everybody. Now, I do realize a shit ton of product comes out of China, uh, and there's nothing that you can do about that. But uh, take the field that I'm in, for example. What if I have one of my independent business owners that is gearing up and stocking only proprietary lines that are, you know, made somewhere else, not in China. They're made in Austria, they're made in Germany, they're made in Italy, uh, whatever the case may be, but they're made somewhere else. They're not made in China. Um, so you have to think about, and everybody always goes because the stock market's down, and they've been talking about the stock market for the last couple days. And uh, we're going to get into my conspiracy theory in a minute because I think this is all connected to the almighty dollar and the economy at the end of the day. But that's what nobody's talking about, the impact that this thing is actually going to have on the economy. And I'm not talking short term. I'm talking long game. I think there's going to be a significant ripple effect here uh, for some businesses, especially your independent business owners in small town USA. Um, you know, whatever they're into, they might be having a hard time getting suppliers, buyers, whatever the case may be. Um, I have a gentleman that does business with me. Uh, he is located, well, I'll tell you where he's located. He's a, he's a, in Ithaca, New York, and just shared a letter on Facebook yesterday from the president, uh, Martha Pollack of the University of Cornell. Uh, Cornell is going to be removing, uh, moving to uh, remote lecture for the rest of the semester upon the conclusion of spring break. So basically the letter from the president, I'll paraphrase, but it is out there. You can find it uh, from President Martha Pollack of Cornell University. But it basically says when you students and faculty go home for spring break, you're going to stay there. Uh, and they're already working on and, and training with the staff to conclude the semester remotely. 
Um, it doesn't sound like a big deal in, in, the, in the short term, but if you're talking about uh, the gentleman that I'm referring to, 40 to 50% of his annual business comes from students and faculty and staff on that college campus. So that's 40 to 50% on an annual basis. Um, so hopefully, best case scenario is we only lose a semester because I think at this point we're talking about what, eight weeks left for college? Eight weeks plus five, even with the finals and everything. I want to say they're done around Memorial Day weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you're, you know, you're talking about eight weeks. That's two months. That's significant. Um, but man, it, it, what kind of impact is that going to have on some folks? And that's just one scenario. So you got people quarantining. You got people canceling appointments. Um, Vision Expo, New York City. That's a huge show. That's the biggest. Uh, optical show in the United States from an annual standpoint that was canceled that was supposed to be uh don't quote me because I wasn't attending this year uh but I believe it was uh gonna be a week from this weekend yeah a week coming up it's about a week and a half from now uh and the irony is we were talking about this last week did we think anybody was going to cancel that event so you have all those vendors um you have all those independent optical owners that were going to go to New York City for a three four day weekend uh, continuing education, look at product showcases, appointments with uh, clients, uh, just all kinds of stuff. You know, what's the ripple effect going to be from that? Um, and that's, again, that's just two scenarios in one industry. So I'm intrigued by the economic, the, the, what it's going to do to the economy. I'm actually very concerned about what it's going to do for the economy. Um, this is going to set a lot of people back. And those are just business scenarios happening right now in real time. There's another scary element. And another friend of mine had brought up that there, she actually received an email, I believe it was today, uh, that they're actually flirting with closing her children's school uh, for the rest of the year. Um, you know, so that's a school. These are school age kids, they're not old enough to stay home alone. You know, most people now in 2020. Uh, our working parents, you usually have both parties working. So what are working parents supposed to do? Uh, take it to the next level. What if daycares decide to follow suit? Now you have possibly infants, toddlers, uh, you know, the kids that would be at daycare during school hours because they're not old enough to go to school. Do the math. Uh, what are working parents supposed to do? I don't know. I don't know. Um <sighs> I want to take the virus from an illness standpoint seriously, uh, but it seems to be there's enough med medical data out there right now to uh, providing me with the peace of mind knowing that at my age and at my health level with my wife and my children that we're not really prime suspects to be able to get this. This is more, this is more prominent for the elderly folk or, again, somebody with a compromised immune system. Um, this is a good time. If you're confused on this, if you're scared by this and, and you want to know more about this, uh, this would be a good time to tune off from the mass media because I definitely think they've created some hysteria. Not that you don't want to take it seriously, um, but the numbers just don't jive to, to really make this like, oh my God. And to put it in perspective, yes, it's worse than the average flu, 
but more people are going to overdose on heroin this afternoon uh, than this virus is going to going to affect. Um, I don't know. It's just concerning to me. Like, what are the working parents supposed to do? Then if there's time missed from work, what happens? Are you taking it without pay? Our company's going to be sitting here and absorbing a fuck ton of FMLA because this would technically be considered a Family Medical Leave Act situation because it has everything to do with medical. It's concerning from that standpoint. I mean, the last thing we need... Um, for as fast as things can travel through this world now due to, you know, due to technology, for as fast as good stuff can, you know, travel, we could be stopped at a halt pretty quickly. And I think the economic impact is going to be substantial. So I would be curious uh, to hear from some finance people. You know, what the hell should we expect here? I think people's 401ks are certainly, I haven't even looked at mine, guys. I don't want to. It had gone up for the last three years. And now all of a sudden there's this virus um, that, again, I've got my reservations about. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I certainly think this damn thing, um, you know, was made and how convenient it's in an election year. Here's a fact for you, and this my cousin actually shared this with me. Uh, apparently he sells a lot of cars to doctors. Um, but every election year, and this person just goes back to 2004. I don't even know how much further you could trace it back or if you'd care to. But here we go. Let me give you a breakdown, exposed ones. In 2004, we had SARS. That was an election year. Uh, in 2008, we had the Avian flu. Remember the Avian flu? I vaguely do. It sounded like the bottle of water. Um, again, 2008, election year. 2010 was an uh, odd year. It was a uh, local election year, swine flu. 2012, we had the MERS. 2014, we had Ebola. Uh, 2016, who doesn't remember the Zika virus? So you were petrified to go in the backyard and be surrounded by the mosquitoes. Uh, in 2018, Ebola decided to rear its ugly head again. And now, and we, I think you barely heard about it, honestly, in 2018. And now here we are in 2020 with this uh, thing named after a beer, uh, which ironically, 38% of Americans surveyed on this dumb little shit that I found online uh, said that they will no longer drink Corona because of the coronavirus. I can't make this up and neither could you. Um, but what I would suggest now, people, um, from a health standpoint, if you're concerned, this would be a great time to start listening to podcasts. Uh, back to my previous point. Uh, because there are doctors out there. There are medical podcasts. I do believe Dr. Drew has a podcast. There are podcasts out there that are hosted by doctors because I'm no health expert. I'm not a doctor. Uh, the letters that are after my name have to do with the optical industry. And damn it, I'll help you see the stop sign across the street. Uh, but when it comes to this coronavirus, I'm just as you are. I'm proceeding with caution. There is a nicer, there is a nice thing right now about living in a lessly, <laughs> a less densely populated city, uh, such as Rochester. So that's a nice thing. Uh, we're not as widespread panic as some of my colleagues have indicated from some bigger cities. So I definitely have concerns over this thing. I want to see mankind stay healthy. We can help each other. 
uh, do that. If you live in big cities, I mean, don't be a greedy bastard and buy up 26 hand soaps and all the toilet paper. And if the businesses want to be smart, they should put a cap on these things. Um, and, you know, if everybody wants to come out in the medical world and suggest closing schools and this and that, and everybody's taking that uh, word as, you know, as the scripture, then at the same time, companies should be able to put, come out Wegmans, Tops, Piggly Wiggly, Harris Teeter, wherever you are in the United States you know, or, or abroad, whatever your store is, they should be able to put a cap on these items during this time and it could be enforced you know, by, by the FDA if they would so much like to. And again, I don't like getting government into this stuff, but we got to be smart. There's some greedy people out there buying up all the toilet paper and then turning around and selling it online and trying to capitalize off it. Um, but you know, that would be smart, cap it, and what are people going to do, riot? They No, they're not going to do that. We're going to cap it, going to make sure everybody gets clean and uh, has has a proper hygiene products. But it just blows my mind. That's the only thing doing good right now. If you have stock in Charmin toilet paper or Lysol cleaning products, those stocks are probably up tremendously. I haven't looked. I'm just going off assumption because those products, they can't keep stocked. Um, but yeah, a lot of other economic... Uh, challenges are going to proceed with this thing. And I hope everybody can weather it. I'm rooting. I mean, we're a, so many parts of this country are blue collar, independent folks, uh, owning their own businesses, possibly a business that their great granddad or granddad started or grandmom, whatever. And now here we are faced with this situation. And it just seems to be that there's going to be an economic ripple effect. But I conspire. I conspire on how every election year, and again, we only trace that back to 2004, and that was something that was shared uh, with me by my cousin, who obviously he's got some clients that are doctors, and that information came from the doctor. So that's why I would recommend like medical podcasts, doctor podcasts, really get out there, digest information. You can listen to multiple podcasts, usually pretty quickly. Uh, and get a plethora of viewpoints, and from there, make your own educated decision as an adult. But uh, fingers crossed, if you know some business owners, and if you're out there listening, like this would be the time to give independent businesses a try, especially if you're in, the, in these areas that are so heavily impacted right now by the economic standstill that this thing has created. This would be a great time to give those local mom and pops your business and just keep them thriving because the last thing we need is this thing to carry out for a few months and put a bunch of freaking good people, hardworking people out of business. That's a concern of mine. I'm a little more concerned uh, with that element of what this is doing versus my overall health and well-being. I'm going to take a quick break, expose ones. I got to get into another rant. We'll be right back. All right, this little short segment is called You Dumbass, where I take some real-life situations and deem someone a dumbass. Some of this stuff I find online and some of it is submitted by fans and this little gem was submitted by a local fireman. You see, he had to respond to a call because somebody's kitchen had caught on fire. More specifically, their oven. Why did the oven catch on fire? That's probably what you want to know. Well, they went to reheat their pizza from the night before. Why would that catch the oven on fire? Because they left the fucking pizza in the box. You dumbass! As always, thank you for listening to Northern Exposure. We'll be right back. Hey folks, 
Nature's Little Helper is offering our listeners an exclusive 10% off discount for their New Year, New You campaign. To take advantage of this special, just drop an email to sales at natures-little-helper.com and use the code NE2020 in your subject line. For more information on their awesome hemp-extracted CBD product lines, visit www.natures-little-helper.com. Discount not available on raw flour. All right, and we're back. And uh, before I get into my next rant, two interesting things came up while I was on break uh, fixing a pot of coffee. Uh, The Golden State Warriors will play their home game tomorrow night with no audience. This is due to a uh, San Francisco, San Francisco ban on any event that would have a thousand or more people in attendance. So they will play with no crowd uh, tomorrow night against the New Jersey Nets. That'd be interesting. I don't know if that game was supposed to be televised. I imagine uh, Yes Network, the New Jersey Nets station, would have had that game on. Um, there's not many Nets games that aren't on Yes. So will that I don't know, would they not televise it because there's no crowd, or will they give us a peek, let us in? I mean, it's tomorrow night. Uh, I should be getting done with bowling. Uh, come home, turn that on, watch a bunch of millionaires play to an empty arena. Uh, <laughs> interesting. And then the biggest thing that happened while I was on break is the uh, potential for this year's WrestleMania to actually be canceled again as a result of this coronavirus I understand that WWE uh, President Chairman Owner Vince McMahon is supposed to meet with the mayor of Tampa Bay tomorrow uh, to discuss whether or not the show can go on. So to me, that's huge because you're talking, oh God, what do they get in there? They they fill the arena. There's going to be however many, and depending on where they've got it, WrestleMania will get seventy to 90,000 um, into the venue, and then millions of pay-per-views. I mean, across the planet, it's a uh, it's a global it's a global sports entertainment the WWE. So you got people watching it all over the world. So it's definitely going to hit Vince McMahon's pocketbook um, if the show can't go on. Um, does it screw up the uh, storyline? I'll leave that debate up to the hardcore WWE universe fans there's I've listened to some of the podcasts some of these guys got no secret I like wrestling Um, God willing unless the coronavirus does something here taking my kids to go see the AEW Dynamite show right here Rochester New York next Wednesday March 18th seven o'clock bring in Lurch my big cousin Mike he was on the fantasy football episode six foot seven and I already want to apologize in advance to the poor son of a bitch sitting behind him. I hope it's a grown man and not some four-year-old kid. Uh, we'll accommodate. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But yeah, crazy. The coronavirus, and it almost seems like as the day unfolds, a couple more situations uh, revolving around this thing kind of pop up and, and come to fruition. Uh, I digress on that. Just thought it'd be interesting. Now, what I do want to rant on is I want to get back a little bit on the case of the Major League Baseball. Houston Astros, the whole cheating thing, um, because I've I told you in a couple podcasts ago. Don't I don't have it right in front of me, but I told you I thought Major League Baseball would take a hit from this, and uh, certainly the Astros now subject to a ton of backlash. 
And uh, two reasons for this, real well, multiple reasons now, especially with social media and the way things can get out there. But first and foremost, you had the very lackadaisical uh, press conference that the Astros owner did there. And then to top it off, you had uh, Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, just completely upstaged that, uh, even referred to the trophy as a piece of metal. Uh, and you know his his justification was that you know the fans will know that in 2017 something funny happened and the the booze the Astros will receive on the road uh, will be punishment enough so obviously that rippled the feathers and ruffled some feathers of a lot of major league baseball players I mean you got all the other organizations a little salty with that some guys started popping off and firing back on social media um Altuve has been the uh the the center of a lot of cat calling and he's got called out on social media by Dodgers uh uh, Bellinger saying basically that Altuve stole the MVP from Judge in 2017. Um, there's a couple things. And then, oh, of course, the commissioner then wants to come out and protect the Astros and say that if any opposing teams deliberately, whether it's spring training or throughout the season, uh, throw at the Astros players, that there will be stiff ramifications. Funny, there's no stiff ramifications for a team that you caught cheating. Now, I already... I've had my dis- I've had my rant on you know the difference between gamesmanship and a guy getting a second base and looking in and trying to figure out what your signs are and relaying that back. That obviously moves at a much slower pace than somebody with a camera and then you're you know you're banging on the dugout. I over under exposed ones and if you don't care about sports then you know great. But I think. It's going to be a shit show for the Astros this year. I really do. I mean, there was a social media spring training. I want to say it was a second game. This fan bought a ticket right next to their dugout to tape them and just basically heckle the shit out of them the entire game to the point where one of the Astros players got salty and snapped at the guy. Thanks for spending your hard-earned money on that ticket and paying our salaries or something like that. And the guy didn't even miss a beat. He goes, I'll gladly pay to sit next to the dugout and tell you what a piece of shit you are. <laughs> or some, I, something like that. But the Astros, like the, the, the whole way, there's no remorse. There's no remorse. And uh, as a competitor, as a, as a baseball purist, like that's why you can shit on soccer. All you want, other than taking anabolic steroids, there is no way to cheat. I haven't seen it yet, and they test like crazy. It's a global game. Baseball has gotten out of hand. I I was watching Max Kellerman the other day, and he says that Barry Bonds absolutely should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, You know, I do agree, because before he was juicing, Barry was one of the, the top four left fielders of all time. Uh, you know, I'll give you that. He was a 30 for 30 guy before he was juicing. Um, but for whatever reason, he was compelled to cheat. I don't think he'd be the home run king without he's cheating. And I would just counter it with this. If you're going to put Barry Bonds in, knowing he took the juice, then you need to put Pete Rose in because all he did was gamble on his Cincinnati Reds to kick your ass. That's all he did. So this is my problem with baseball. A lackadaisical owner. There's no remorse coming from the organization. You got caught, and the commissioner ain't really doing shit about it other than telling every other team to leave him alone. Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see uh, over under how many Astros batters do I think will get hit throughout the year. 
Um, you know what? They're going to lead the majors. I think the teams are going to be smart. They're going to spread it out. They're going to do it in situations that aren't going to be detrimental to wins and losses because that's the first thing all the baseball purists want to go to. Nobody's going to do that. I tell you what, I'm up eight runs on you in the bottom of the eighth. We got two outs, nobody on. Hey, plunk this son of a bitch, would you? I hate these guys. <laughs> you know, it's it, listen, you don't think some of these other players are pissed? Like, I, I was singing the tune a few podcasts ago that I'm tuning out on baseball this year. I don't know. The the Astros could be like days of our lives. They, they might almost make it worth watching just to see who they're playing. Like, it might just be worth watching the Astros games just to see if shit pops off. But again, some of those games take five hours, and I ain't got that kind of time. But, yeah, I just I was really disappointed with how it was handled. That's my angst towards it. They didn't handle it right. The commissioner of baseball didn't handle it right. He devalued his champions and he devalued the trophy. Uh, this isn't a te- this isn't a Texas saloon back in the eighteen hundreds, man. There's got to be some law and order. And you had some champions cheat, and I know some Astro fans are pissed off about it because we're in twenty twenty now and we're talking about the twenty seventeen. But listen. It definitely paid the advantage and on this little run you've been on, how long you've been doing it kind of thing. I don't know. I just wish the commissioner would have handled it better, and I wish there would have seemed to be a little more remorse coming from the organization. But I guess if you're not getting in trouble, if there's really no blemish coming to you from the uh, the league, then why should you be remorseful? Anyway, Exposed Ones, thank you so much. That's my rant. Be safe out there. Wash those hands. If you live in a heavily populated area, uh, don't be a pig. Don't buy 26 hand soaps because your neighbors need some too. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I I did know, I do know, uh, side note, before I let you go, I was supposed to speak with Erin Nicole and record with her over the weekend, but I was actually a little under the weather and she was up against some schedule restraints. So we decided it was in the best interest for the quality of the conversation if we pushed that out and did that recording at another time. So once I do get with her, I will let you guys know, but we definitely don't want to just sit there and you know, spiel off as quickly as we can and not have a good informative conversation. So I appreciate her being flexible. And uh, we look forward to getting back in your ear exposed ones real soon. As always, you can check us out and follow us on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. Um, say hello. Drop a comment. Always love hearing from you. Till next time, y'all be good. We'll talk to you soon.